Hello and welcome to another Unbound podcast for the Tell Great Stories series. Today we are discussing one of our pantomimes, The Snow Queen, which ran throughout December 2019. My name is Andy Shaw and I played Pigweed. And in the first half I'm talking to some of the goodies and then moving on to the baddies in the second half. First of all, we have... I'm Emily and I played Derda. I'm Andy and I played Compo the Gardener. Hello, my name is Stephanie Hull and I played the shopkeeper who actually turned out to be Mother Nature. This is a question to everybody. Do you have a particular memory that sticks out to you during the rehearsal process? Um, I think getting to know the people. I mean, this was, um, I believe it was my third Unbound production at this time, Um, but I'd only done my first production back in June. So there was a lot of people I hadn't met yet. So I was, I was, obviously really nervous and shy but mm. honestly it's such a long rehearsal uh, period just getting to know people by the by the end I felt like I'd known them for such a long time I mean uh, people like Alice and Jade who um, who played some of the bugs and obviously I felt very kind of protective of them being the shopkeeper and they're my bugs um, <laughs> but um yeah, and also um, seeing Mickey again. I mean, I, I met Mickey um, back in college, which was like 10 years ago now. And um, and so it was really nice to see her again and, and kind of catch up and, and you know, form this close friendship again. So, I'll join yeah. that as well because I knew Mickey from school. So it, I, I really get that stuff, the whole old friends, new friends. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's great Definitely. to have a familiar face as well, when you, particularly when you're going somewhere new and to have that surprise kind of, it's kind of a comfort, isn't it, really, to see, to see somebody that, that knows you, that you, you can have a bit of a rapport already with when you don't know anybody else. I think it really does help. But also yeah. when new people come in, you're so proud of Unbound and you know how good the panto will be. Yeah. You know it will be amazing and you're just so excited when new people come into that audition because mm. you're like, you are going to have a great time this will be amazing because it's that real pride of unbound and that Mm. excitement of new people coming into it because every new person grows what we have which is phenomenal it's exciting it is yeah cool okay and then the same question to Andy Faber so uh, yeah your uh, particular memory that sticks out from the rehearsal process gosh well actually I'd, I'd, I'd listen to you guys talking actually I'd echo very much that chance to meet everybody and bond with everyone it's absolutely lovely and mm. every single time you start on any production that's that's lovely I love that and especially something with Panto it there's I just a big kid I adore Panto but I adore the people in it because it takes a special kind of energy and a special kind of love for performing and and it, it's just yeah um one of my I do remember gosh I think it was um in Act Two, where there was a, a bit where we all had to go, you know, we had to go around in that circle, you know, that that bit where where, where um, mm. gosh, it was I, I this spell in the, the maelstrom. That's the maelstrom. I remember that, and I remembered somehow. I know it was it wasn't difficult, but I remember getting that wrong most 
all the, all the time it was rehearsed, I got it wrong. <laughs> I got it right on the night because it made sense to me on the night. And we did it and did it and did it. And the more we did it, the more confused I got, which is... I remember yeah. being really dizzy after we rehearsed it like three <laughs> times in a row and I just plonked myself on the floor and was like, yeah. this is where I am. I was always trying to convive, trying to contrive just doing a little circle on my own, but no, I had to go around with everybody else. <laughs> it wasn't brilliant. And I remember I, think I didn't so much run as I kind of hung on to things and sort of stood there in my wellies and just looked a bit vague. I think that, that's probably my best. I just acted my way through it. I just love yeah. the fact we needed almost an entire afternoon to practice us all going round in a circle. <laughs> we were literally going in circles on it, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so a question for Emily. Um, Panto is a month-long run. <sighs> How is it to play a character for multiple shows, and and do you find your character evolves over that time? I love having a month-long run because you get so settled but not at the same time. So by the time we're performing, I know Gerda well, but it also depends on what other people throw at you as such. Mm. So if someone does a line differently, Gerda's going to react differently. Like um, there's the bit where Kai goes under the Snow Queen spell and playing Gerda's heartbreak about him being angry at her would change depending on how he acted that scene because you Gerda's reacting to him so she's always heartbroken but the way she would be heartbroken would change Mm. which I love that's one of my favorite things about acting is and especially when you have something that long you can really have fun and play and do things different every night she does evolve in certain ways like you'd notice little things about her and I'd be like oh She's always perky at this moment and there's always this. So you learn more about her, mm. which sounds weird because you're creating her. Yeah. Well, you, I'm not creating her. That She was created by amazing writers. I'm taking <laughs> her off the pages. <laughs> but you still learn about your character, even on the last night. And you've been doing this since September, which is truly wonderful. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's the little embellishments that you have the license to to throw in, I think, and it sort of mm. builds up the tapestry of the character. And Steph, did you want to weigh in on that question as well? Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I've got more of kind of like a personal um, kind of evolving time during the show. I'd, I'd say um, I was so nervous. I'd never done a panto before, and um, Emily as she said, has done four. Um, so I just felt this support like radiating from Emily on stage whenever we were on together. Um, like little moments, like when we go off to fetch a watering can, she would turn to me and she'd be like, you're doing really great, you know, and and that would, that would be really helpful to me. And then, mm. um, you know, especially um, the the Yeti scene is the first time that I've ever interacted with an audience. So I was super nervous about that. Right. And um, and Emily and I, you know, would be like, Gerda, uh, shopkeeper. And then like we'd hold hands. And it was funny because <laughs> we held hands just a tinsy bit longer yeah. as the show progressed. <laughs> 
and it was just really sweet to have you know obviously I've got a special special connection with Emily we're very good friends um but to have that connection between the two characters as Mm. characters as well and to see that evolve during the show was really nice yeah but you're right it's that chemistry isn't it that you yeah when when you bond with the people in real life and then it shines through in the show as well it makes such yeah. a massive difference. It's like trying to remember that Mickey and Alicia and Philippa and John are all bad guys when actually you mm. adore them. Yeah. And you're like, I love you so much, <laughs> but you're not very nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, a question for, for everybody again. And we'll start with Andy Faber, shall we? Do you have a favourite scene or a favourite line? Oh gosh, I have to admit that's the reason that's hard is because my number one thing in in Panto is is just playing with the audience. Um, I just it's so 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 silly, but my actual favourite bit was the very the very beginning when you get to go down and and just start them all off. I just love that, absolutely love it. What I always do, being a boring old person that's done it for many years, I always add a, add a bit of a something. And um, I put a, a, a stupid gag in that there was always somebody in the way because actually what, there always actually was someone in the way as you come down the stairs. Mm. And I just always look forward to that because often people would take it very personally. I think I upset a couple of people. Um, sometimes the joke falls flat, so you don't do it. But I was just thinking, How are they, they going to be loud? Are they going to? It, it was always this sort of the minute you get there, you get down the steps, whipping. By the time you get to the stage. You've got them all, and it's just that lovely moment, that lovely warm feeling. You got onto the stage, and you're home. It's brilliant. I just love it. Yeah, that's my favourite bit. So that, that was for me was the beginning, definitely. You must feel like kind of the excitement from the audience, Andy. Yeah. Like because you're like the very first thing they see in these kids. Like Panto is yeah. is, is the first for for some kids the first kind of theatre experience that they have so mm. you know they're obviously very excited and then there you are yeah it's such an honour it really is to take kids the ones that is their first and also any audience member it's an honour to show them the show exactly yes. yeah yeah and that, that but we, once you've got that bond it stays i mean with some with, with the character like compo because he's back on and on and off and on and off and that that's it's, it's actually very well very well written because it's very well spaced um sometimes it isn't always in that kind of thing but when it's nicely and evenly spaced like that you get to sort of really keep them going and keep them keep them whipped up and keep them happy but also my second favorite bit was actually our um the marrow song at the end Oh. <laughs> it was just the silliest, most brilliant piece of thing. It was just a t- to fill time, wasn't it? Well, they um, we had to yeah. set, they set the scene, and that, all that sort of the competition between the side to side. Yes, you went to sleep while my side were doing all that sort of stuff, and it was yeah, I, I love that. I, I love the whole playing around. Yeah, is that that's um, what's it? Friendly banter, almost uh, kind of between us. Yeah, I, I love doing closing the shows like that. It was brilliant. My my favourite scene and line are actually the the say at the same part. So I really like Compo Gerda and and the shopkeeper. We're at the top and we run down the rake like the, oh. the stairs in between the audience, and um, I mean <laughs> it was trying to find the right timing to get <laughs> to start running down the stairs and then to to get to the front but I just loved um 
like my favorite my favorite line was when you're all happy to see each other and you're like compo pigweed gaja kai and then i'm yeah. just like shopkeeper yeah and there was just this awkward then... <laughs> silence where you're looking at me and there was one show one show where the audience went ah and clapped yeah and like, oh, oh yes. thank you for including <laughs> me but yeah that yeah. that was definitely my favorite moment because <laughs> nice. that's that's a fantastic joke and the thing is we've got fantastic writers that you're like every night different lines become your favorite yeah um, you know when you read it you're like this is so funny um i say that as if i get half the jokes i don't i don't get half of them till i'm on stage and then i'm like oh that is funny (laughs) 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 but like it's really truly brilliant writing in the way that it allows the audience to love different moments and every Mm. night they love something i love it cool okay so andy question for you um you had a lot of audience interaction, as uh, we spoke about earlier. Did anything go wrong? Or did you hear anything strange or funny? Well, um, yeah, um, that's, the, that's the great thing about it, because you just never know what the heck they're going to do. And after, I mean, I've been lucky enough, I've done that for about 30 years, literally. Um, mm-hmm. And every single time it's different. But there was one kid, um, I was trying to think, one of the early matinees, there was a, uh, actually, there was a brother and sister in the front row. And um, they were always. I was, that was. I was looking for. I went off looking for looking for pigweed. Uh, anyone seen pigweed? Anyone seen pigweed? And the little girl stood up and she said, "Yeah, he's gone that way, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't love you anymore. He doesn't want to see you. He doesn't want to see you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said the boy. He hates you. And he literally told the reason. Everyone, the reason that pigweed didn't want to see me because this was going to happen and that was going to happen. And whilst I was up there, um, the Snow Queen put something in his. Uh, uh, he, he sort of, and then the, <laughs> and I said, "Well, that's good. You've just told the audience the whole story now, haven't you?" Yeah. I mean, we might as well do it now because you've said it all, haven't you? You've said it all. And he, he got a round of applause. I thought that was that was brilliant. Okay, um, and yeah, generally everybody did. Did anything ever go wrong on stage, um, however big or small? <laughs> We were chatting about this earlier, discussing little things, and I suddenly remembered that one night the curtain went up and we weren't ready. We were all in the dressing room, mm. and it was the second act, and I'm supposed to go down the stairs with Chris, who pet, who uh, Chris, um, Andy, Faber, Compo, and Steve. We're all supposed to go down the stairs. Oh, Steph, were you there too? I can't remember. No, I wasn't. No, not, not this the bit. Not this bit. Tea, no. And the the curtain went up, and I remember being in the dressing room, having a sip of my drink, going, "The curtain's up. The curtain's up. I'm supposed to be on stage." And I had to like run, and suddenly I was like, "No one else knows. No one else knows. It's just me and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and Chris." And the thing is, everyone else is quite vital. <laughs> So I remember going down the stairs being like, hi, boys and girls. Has anyone seen Old Father Time? Because we can hear what's happening on stage. So I'm like, if I keep saying his name, he'll turn up. And and he turned up and, and it was fine. So that, that happened. But there was also a moment where I sneezed. 
and I was supposed <laughs> to be frozen. So the Snow Queen has frozen me, and Gerd is able to move like a little bit. She's able to move her eyes because she's got to look really sad with her eyes anyway. And I'm frozen, and I can feel this sneeze building. And anyone who knows me knows my sneezes are oh, weird yeah. and they are loud. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of my idiosyncrasies. And I remember being like, I'm gonna do it. And I'm trying everything I can. I'm looking in the lights and all sorts. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. What I can do is I can play it off as a joke. I can sneeze and freeze in a different position. Sneeze and freeze. There's a good phrase. Sneeze and freeze. <laughs> um, that didn't happen. What happened is I tried to stop it for so long. It literally forced its way out of me and I shot backwards. <laughs> I genuinely go back a few steps because I've been trying to hold it and suddenly there's like this massive pressure in my nose and I just go, oh God, and I sneeze and I fly backwards. And I can feel like everyone laughing on stage, but Philip is beautiful and she just doesn't even look at me. She just goes, bless you. I think the only thing I could think of well, there's a couple of things I could think of that went wrong, and one being the uh, maelstrom with where I think it was Kai thinking about it now. I think it was Kai where spinning around and he accidentally uh, looped the, um, mm. the the ribbon for the shards, which I'm supposed to keep by the end of maelstrom onto his arm. So I think it was him where I had to suddenly improvise a different maelstrom sequence, go and grab it off of him and get into <laughs> position ready. So that was uh, I think we recovered that one okay, but not really sure. But the other thing I could think of was um, one of the early shows. Uh, again, me and Kai uh, were um, <laughs> <laughs> setting up for the next scene. So there'd been a, a front of curtain uh, scene and we were setting up um, and we got the timing completely wrong. The curtains were opening as we we're still setting up and we we must have looked like rabbits in a headlight or something because we just kind of looked, went, oh, and run. And then we just like <laughs> literally jumped over the scenery, over the, over the ice uh, scenery, jumped over and hid. And then we're just like, in fits of laughter, really, um, <laughs> crawled off stage and then was sort of laughing about it, trying not to be loud because you know there's still scenes going on. And uh, yeah, Steve told us off <laughs> quite rightly. <laughs> so just, fantastic. Was there anything else that went wrong on uh, on on stage? Anyone? Any more anecdotes on that front? Um, I was actually quite. I feel I was quite lucky. The only thing that I um, that I can think of um, was. <laughs> There was one show towards the end of the run and when I come on and I'm revealed as Mother Nature, I have this lovely long cloak on that makes me feel like I'm at Hogwarts, like it was huge and the sleeves were huge. Um, and so I had to, during the song, Song of the Seasons, I had to kneel down and I'm, you know, working my magic on, on this little uh, plant and uh, bringing it back to life. And I always in my head thought, I'm going to trip on this cloak when I have to stand back up. Like, like, oh my God, like trying to work out how to stand up without falling flat on my face. And it always worked out absolutely fine. And then the one show, the one show where I tripped and nearly fell flat on my face and I could hear the audience laughing at it <laughs> was the show that was being recorded. <laughs> So, um, so that was fun. Um, so, uh, this is a question for everybody. Um, what was your ultimate favourite memory from the whole experience, oh. from rehearsals right through to closing night? As you're going through, 
the show you're like oh that'll be my favorite moment and then the next show you do you're like that'll be my favorite moment that's my favorite moment and you just sort of go through thinking every moment's your favorite moment because it is it's like um there's also these wonderful moments backstage you have I think we've only really Mm. talked about on stage but there there's such a fun atmosphere in that dressing room Mm. there was two two moments that literally every single show um the one was uh just before my first scene so um I'm already on stage and there's there's some people on stage because they do like a set change Mm. um and uh so we're on stage listening to uh Philippa sing her her lovely song beautiful voice so good and um and Alice and I because I'm always like I was always really nervous obviously that first moment on stage and um, Alice and I would just like be dancing and like uh, miming to each other. And and uh, so it was just really nice to to have that moment just before mm. going on. Um, and the other one was um, <laughs> at the beginning of It's Only What's Inside That Really Counts. Uh, we're in the, the wings mm. and we start singing before we go on stage, I believe. Mm. Um but the first bit that Steve sings on his own, uh, Gareth and I were were in the wings um, and we would be acting that out as well. And we'd be doing it really over the top and really like dramatic. And it would just evolve with every show. And the dancers who were lining up to get ready to go on stage would just be looking at us like, you're mad. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just those moments. Andy, have you uh, have you done a... A favourite ultimate memory? Oh gosh, um, it's a hard one because there's just so many. One of my very favourite ones, actually, the, when you and I first did that, the fight, you know, your quarter staffs, because suddenly it just clicked mm-hmm. and you feel the whole audience. Oh my god, always oh, a fight. Oh, there's a, it's just that lovely moment of adrenaline, and mm. you did it perfectly every single time. We worked it all out in the back room, and the. the, the uh, you could feel everyone just yeah 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 bang and it, yeah. I really enjoyed that. But also another very quick backstage one: your ginger beers. Oh <laughs> yes. my god, I forgot. Yes. Yes. Oh, you you gave um, Daniel a theme for each ginger beer, and he yeah he made he, he made costumes, didn't he for the for the. It, it got more and more oh, elaborate as it went along. Yeah. I can't remember how it started now, but I think did I write it upside down or backwards? I can't remember. You had to write down, didn't you? Whatever you wanted. You said like yeah. a, a lush ginger beer, a cold ginger beer, a nice yeah. ginger beer, a sort of a fairy-like ginger beer. Remember, <laughs> yeah, you, you kept all the bottles on the side. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they're still there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> One of them was French. Yeah, yeah. There was. Um... There's the anagram one where it came out in loads of different glasses, each one with a different letter of ginger beer. And I, I drank them in the order that they were, um, that I'd written them. Yeah, you must have spent ages doing that. <laughs> it's brilliant, yeah. It, it, things like that, little touches like that really. It make, makes you feel like, uh, you know, part of it, you, you're um, certainly in the, in the family and and it does sort of, yeah, G you up and, you know, it just does does wonders really i think all of these silly little things that we do all our funny rituals all of the just mm. stupidity that goes on backstage it really just <laughs> yeah. helps to knit us together i think selfies and stupidity <laughs>
And now for the second half of the Snow Queen Tell Great Stories podcast, in which we get to hear from the baddies. And they are... My name is Philippa, and I was the Snow Queen. My name's Alicia, and I played Frost. And my name's Mickey, and I played Hale. Welcome, baddies. Okay, so to start off with, a question for <coughs> Philippa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> how did you feel when you got the part of the Snow Queen and how did you prepare for bringing this character to life? Um, so, right, okay, so I auditioned and I thought, oh, okay, I'll, let's just fingers crossed I get a part. Anyway, on Monday I was at work and at lunchtime I was just checking my uh, phone and then I realised there was an email from the lovely Hannah, which was our director, and from Dario as well. And... Um, and then I just could not believe it. I could not believe that I was cast as the Snow Queen. I really didn't. I really didn't. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, so when I found out that I had the part, I was just over the moon. But also very scared because it was a very big part. And I knew that I had to work a lot on this character. So it was a huge challenge, um, you know, because she needed... You know, she's com she was completely different from me. First of all, mm. she was a baddie, <laughs> uh, which is the opposite of me anyway. Uh, so uh, thankfully, the year before, which was my first year with, um, you know, that I did a panto with Unbound, um, I was also a baddie. So that experience itself kind of helped me bringing the baddie again. Mm. So, you know, so that was really good. So just to have by by having that experience, then, you know, kind of going into a different year with a different character, you can bring things out of it. But also, you know, this character had, you know, I had to work on the posture, um, the mannerisms, the, the way she spoke, the way she walked. Um, also, because my character had a huge dress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it had a huge, big dress, which was actually, it was actually a wedding dress that someone kindly donated to the centre. And uh, the beautiful Elaine just um, added things to it. And uh, it just made it even more spectacular than it was. But it was a very big dress. So the dress itself made you know had a huge presence so i needed for my character to have a huge presence as well so you know it was you know it was a slow process but i feel that you know as the rehearsals were going on it was great because you know the character itself was coming up you know was coming to life but it wasn't until i actually was on stage and i had the dress on and the shoes on and the wig on that they finally just kind of like synced in just how special this character was you know i knew she was special but at that stage it just had a totally different feel to it and it was just an amazing character to mm. play. So I was really privileged that, you know, I was given this chance to, you know, to do this character and also, also to work with the amazing Alicia and the amazing Mickey oh, as, yes. my, you know, <laughs> as my friends next to me. So it was just an amazing experience, you know. And, you know, and as they said before in the first part that, you know, it was just, you know, it was just so good because it was just like, people that I acted before with people that I didn't act before. And it was just beautiful, like how the whole panto just come mm. together. So it was just wonderful. Good. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's impressive how very different the characters are to you, you as a person, like no, getting to know you through <laughs> acting and in, yeah, in real Thank life, you. whatever real life is, um, <laughs> just seeing how you can turn just 
turn into these wonderfully villainous uh, characters. Oh, um, thank you. How would you feel about uh, about being baddies? Are you yearning to be a goodie next time, or would you do another baddie? Well, to be honest, I love being a baddie, and I have done goodies mm. before in a different panto. So this this was my fourth panto that I've done, you mm. know, throughout the years that I've been acting. And my first panto was actually Aladdin, and I was Aladdin. Oh, okay. So Aladdin was a really good character to, you know, to do. I was also directed by Hannah on that panto. So I had experienced both sides. So I have been yeah. a goodie and I have been a baddie. So I can't really choose which mm. one. I just think they're just, they're just amazing characters to bring. To, it's just, I think it's just amazing, mm. you know, you're seeing, you know, words written, you, you get a script and then all of a sudden you then see the character come to life. Either if it's a baddie or a goodie, I think it's just wonderful. So... To be honest, I just I just love being in Panto, yeah. so it doesn't matter if it's a goodie or a <laughs> <Yeah>. baddie. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Okay, now moving on to your uh, what do we call them? Sidekicks. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> hmm, not sure. Bothersome too. Uh, so we've got the wonderful Mickey and Alicia. Um, Hello. Whose characters I absolutely loved. Actually, um, how was it to play a character as part of a dynamic duo and how much did your characters and their relationship change from beginning to end? Um, well, to be fair, it was at the beginning. Well, me and Mickey had, had never really met each other before. Like, we met each other at the audition and, yeah. and stuff, so which was absolutely great. And I thought we, we got on really, really well. <laughs> For four weeks, I didn't like her, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we it really helped build our characters because we got on mm. so well, mm. you yeah. know outside anyway so and because of that it made our characters build stronger and throughout the whole show it just got better and better better because we got to know each other more and more and more and it just made it better and more funny and yeah it was just it was just it was great and um how the relationship changed my character I feel like whenever the snow queen was mean and angry you know her uh, me and me and Mickey, Frost and Hale, we were also mean and angry and stuff. But then, so we kind of mimicked what the Snow Queen um, was feeling and stuff. Um, yeah. But my character Frost just wanted to get a job done. So whenever like we, you know, the Snow Queen gave us a job to do, we were, you know, I was my character was all about, you know, we got to get this job done. But all Hale wanted to do was tell a joke. About the whole whole show, she always wanted to do was tell this joke. <laughs> Didn't really care about the the job at all. It was all about oh, Ross, can I tell this joke now? And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I, that's how I think it went. But it was it was brilliant about the whole thing. Fantastic. I mean, I I quite like having someone to play off, um, and I think we're quite lucky that both Alicia and I are the kind of people that will go yes and instead of block ideas mm. so it makes it a lot easier to work with and um yeah we're sort of became really really in sync and i think that is still the case down the line in real life excellent we just yeah. we just remained that way um what was the second part of the question um <laughs> how much did your characters and their relationship change from beginning to end Ah. Oh. I to be to be honest, I don't think our characters went on as big a life journey as a lot of the other characters in the show. Mm. Um, but I think, especially in that last scene where everyone runs around in circles, <laughs> the maelstrom scene. <laughs> um, 
I think that's when we realised that it's okay to be a baddie, but also be a goodie at the same time, that there's good and bad in everybody. Yeah. So I think there was a realisation in that scene at the end, and I would say that was the pinnacle point, because normally, like, it's quite clever, really, because normally characters would tend to go on a journey throughout the whole piece, but actually we went on a journey right at the end. Hmm. So ours was a little bit different. Yeah. I think your characters seem to come together very quickly, and I think if if I'd walked in... Um, I don't know, several weeks into the rehearsal, I would have had no idea that you two had never met before anything. Yeah. Um, you seem to be... I think we bonded on, I think we bonded one Sunday um, when it was lunch break mm. and we both sat there and were like, we don't want to talk to people today. So we literally <laughs> just sat next to each other and ate our lunch in silence. And at that point, I was like, she's going to be my it, friend. It was just a very busy day because we rehearsed for hours some days, didn't we? Mm. And it just got to yeah. lunchtime and we were like, I was like, I need a break. I need yeah. quiet. Yeah. And we just went and sat on our own and had lunch. And it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. And they were like, oh, I think we could be friends. <laughs> So, I, I like you now. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, this is my friend. We have lunch together, so it's all yeah. good. She's my friend now. I like her. Brilliant. Okay, so this is a question for everybody, um, and we'll start with we'll start with um, Philippa. Do you have a favourite scene or a favourite line? Um, as I said, the whole panto was just amazing. You know, it, there's a lot of amazing lines in it you know the whole thing is just fantastic you know and the scenes itself you know they all have a meaning Mm. anyway but I really like that the Snow Queen as baddie as she was she then turns good and I think that's you know really clever from the writers um to do it you know make it a character that was just so mean to start Mm. with literally like even to Frost and Hell I'm so sorry girls but (laughs) she was really really mean um and then all of a sudden you know she then realizes that there is good in the world you know that, that she's been like um you know hiding from the world to a certain extent and just not wanting to know you know that 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 was good all she knew was that reality you know and then you know it kind of just brings it to our reality at the moment isn't it as well you know with everything that is going on um that you know people are just people are people you know and then sometimes if someone just gives them a hand that can just transform their lives you know even if it's a job is a kind word someone just checking on them you know just anything like that can just make you know make a change on someone's mm-hmm. life and then I, I just really think that the you know all the scenes were fantastic but I just really like that when the snow queen then just realizes that she was you know she could be good mm-hmm. yeah and you know like when frost and hail just turn to her and say you know like you're not that bad you know we, we like you yeah. you know it's just like she then realizes it goes like oh Oh, okay. Yeah, I... <laughs> and and it was just lovely, you know, that you know, that to have that interaction yeah. and yeah, so I I would say that, you know, from from the show I, I really like that, you know, that someone can just turn around and just, you know, and start hmm. being good yeah. and being kind and that's really important these days anyway. Yeah. To to be to be kind anyway. So, more more now yeah. than ever, I think, yeah. yeah. But that, that was Definitely. a very heartwarming part 100%. of the show. I think. And uh, yeah, which, yeah, which character was it that uh, turned you from evil to good? Uh, I don't you? know. I can't remember, actually. You know, it was such a long time ago. <laughs> it was such a long time ago. No, it was, yeah. 
It was, it was a lot of people together. Yeah, it was a, it was a <laughs> team pig, effort. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Pigweed started, but then the girls yeah. continue, and then Gerda. So it was like a, an effort. Yeah, but yeah, really was. so. Yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question. No, nice. Very true. Nicely handled, nicely handled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, same question to Alicia, please. Uh, your favourite scene or favourite line, or both? Um, okay, so my favourite scene, and I don't think I've actually told many people this. I'm, I, Mickey definitely knows, but it's one I've kept to myself because it just cracks me up so much. I'm sitting there thinking, um, do I know? It's, it's, <laughs> so, okay, so I'll, I'll explain it. So yeah. there's this one scene where Compo's already on stage, and me and Mickey, mm-hmm. Frost and Hale, we walk onto the stage and we walk into this, what it's meant to be a shop. And it's somewhere where we're not meant to be. And Compo sees us and he's like, oh, do, do you work here? Clearly we, we didn't work there, but we just went along with it like, oh, yeah. And he asks <laughs> us to help him with um, some supplies and offers us money in exchange. So we see money and we're like, oh, yeah, money will help you. So after we get all the supplies for him, put it in a box and give it to him, I ask him what he needs these supplies for. And then he pulls me and Mickey, Frost and Hale in closer to like, you know, tell us the secret. And as he's doing that, he's um, checking if the coast, the coast is clear. And so we're looking around really sneakily. And throughout all the shows we did, there was one thing I didn't realise Mickey did. And it was like the second to last show, I think it was. And there was a bit where Mickey's holding my shoulder as she's looking around the corner. And a bit I didn't realise she does is she looks under her shoe. (laughs) 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 And and it it got me because I don't know how I didn't realise every time. But I looked at her because I think she almost fell over. So she lent yeah, me a little bit more. Yeah, I think you lent was, me a little bit more. It was deliberately something so that didn't I'm make sense. So as looking around me, I look at Mickey, who's Hale, and I just see Hale looking under the shoe and I, I had to contain myself. <laughs> I wanted to burst out laughing so much because it wasn't in the script and it was just something so random and as we've come off stage I ran to the dressing room and I burst out laughing and I said to Mickey have you been doing that every single show and she's gone yeah how did you not know <laughs> so that was my favorite scene of, of all time it was absolutely brilliant and it still cracks me up to this day every time I think about it that's amazing. Yeah, it's back to uh, <laughs> what we were saying earlier about these tiny little embellishments that we put into our characters. And I, I was completely unaware of that until now. And I've, yeah, <laughs> that is <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so um, so Mickey then, so, um, other than uh, peering under your own shoe, um, what, <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite scene or favourite line? Uh, line's difficult, so I'll go for scene. Um, it was the just in the beginning of Act Two, and it was the pieing scene. I absolutely loved doing that. <laughs> I don't think Alicia loved it as much. I loved it because it was a good challenge every time because we had to come on and be completely deadpan, and I always wanted to laugh. And I was like, I will not laugh, and <laughs> and it always got harder every time the audience laughed more and more because they never didn't laugh. Um, and something that I used to enjoy doing was I used to try and get in there and set up the pies before Alicia because we had a habit of picking the same pie as each show. Yeah. 
So I'd always put more shaving cream on her plates <laughs> and give me less. So my pies would be nice and she'd get like, really pied. And sometimes just for fun, I'd squish it into her face a little bit more and I'd really, I'd find that really funny. <laughs> it was always yeah. a race to see who could set the pies up first yeah, and put them in a certain yeah. place. So when we go to collect it, it was like, damn, yeah. she got the bigger pie with the most shaving cream. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Sometimes I get there and they're like, oh, I'll set up the pies. And she's like, no worries, I've already done it. And I was like, oh, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> I think mostly me and Alicia, I don't know if anyone else ever did this, but we, I, for one, used to sort of, on certain evenings, I was, if I was feeling naughty, I'd try and play a little game with myself to see if I could do something different that Alicia wasn't used to me doing mm. to see how well she wouldn't <laughs> laugh at me because we by this point in our friendship we had a tendency to just make each other laugh at everything so we would we would do it for fun okay so that was favorite scenes but what about things that go wrong just did anything ever go wrong during the show and actually I'm going to start yeah. with this one because the pies <laughs> the pies have just reminded me I believe oh. I'm pretty sure it's doing a show, but you missed my face in one of the shows. I did. I, did. Yeah. I missed your face. It was so embarrassing. So I had to pick up the pie and pie myself. Yes, I remember that. That was brilliant. Oh, it's so bad. I literally got your nose, the tip of your nose. You just looked to me like, uh, excuse me. I'll just do it. That was a really good one. I remember that one. It was really oh good. <laughs> just like, just grace my nose. It's just a tiny bit of, of foam on my on the end of my nose. And I thought, Do you is... know how difficult it was to pretend trip and smack you in the face? And you're so tall, and I'm so short. <laughs> oh dear! Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, thought, it was great. Amazing. So I think that was my favourite going wrong bit, but. Uh, <laughs> what about yours? How, what were your? What went wrong for you? <laughs> oh, all the things. No, I'm joking. Well, I'm give us, give us <laughs> okay, let me tell you about the first night. <laughs> I got sort of mentioned at the beginning, mm. um, in the first part of this podcast. So we had a couple of delays on costume because. It turns out that Frost and Hell had quite a lot of costume changes and lots of extra things we needed. Um, so some of our costume we didn't get until the night for one of our scenes where we were had to dress up as yetis. Um, these yetis were made from really fluffy blankets and had like gorilla yeti sort of masks. Mm. And this is after a quick change from being covered in pie. So it's all sticky and grim. And I just stuck this yeti thing on my head and because I'd never worn it before, I didn't realise that you can't actually see very well. <laughs> and this was this Yeti costume leads up to the It's Behind You scene. And there are two bits of side um, sort of set that we have to run and opposite, like run opposite the stage to each other and hide behind and do it again. And obviously you've got the rule of three, you do it three times and then ta-da, we're there. But um, so... I ran across to the other side and because I couldn't really see, I thought I'd got behind that I was in the right area to duck down behind this piece of set. But what I didn't realise was that I was on top of the set, so I just sort of fell over it oh. and face planted the floor. And you could just see 
like my body lying like a little sausage on the floor <laughs> but because it was really funny and you could and I was laughing under my mask and you probably just saw my my body just sort of shaking a little bit <laughs> and then they all so turned well. around and that was when they were like uh she is there <laughs> we can't really see her but she's there and then, then you just see me really slowly just dragging myself into the corner <laughs> so that went wrong and i, I was like oh dear being on the other side because i was on the other side of the stage behind another piece of set and i just was watching you scraping yourself along the floor <laughs> to get behind the set and i was, it was just a really awkward wetting myself <laughs> thinking oh she messed up she must not fix her. <laughs> i was like i stacked it <laughs> I fell over all the set. <laughs> so that that was that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of, one sure. of many. Yeah. One one of other things that take place. Mm-hmm. But what would be the? It wouldn't be fun if these little things didn't happen. Absolutely, this is because we're only human. These things, yeah, yeah. This is what the audience fun, come to it? see. They, they come to see us exactly. messing up more than anything else. <laughs> they love it. They literally love it. <laughs> Okay, and how about you, Alicia? What went wrong for you? Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) Uh, Well, to be fair, going back to the crying scenes, I think because me and Mickey squirted so much shaving foam, whenever we did (laughs) hit each other, foam and all over the floor, and I think Hannah told us a few times, don't put too much um, shaving foam on the plates, and we were like, no, we won't. (laughs) (laughs) So it just went all over the floor. So it was like really quick, we had to just quickly wipe it, wipe it, and then run, you know, backstage again. Um, But yeah, there was quite a few times where um, me and Mickey were backstage, and we were like, do we have to go on now? And it was like, sometimes we panicked, you know. It was just, you do naturally panic, don't don't, don't you? You think you missed your your scene or whatnot. But yeah, and just this, this, again with the pieing you in the face, Andy, just go go went completely wrong, didn't it? And yeah, brilliant. Okay, so Mickey and Alicia, Frost and Hale, Ooh. what was it like backstage and in the wings for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, backstage, there are a few things I absolutely loved about backstage. Um, one of them, there was a scene where the where Alice, who plays a million different bugs, was came in with all the food and was like eating and all of that, and then she does the burp. So the I was two things say about that, that. You, we'd come off for a, we'd we'd just come off doing a scene, and I'd literally turn around, and every time Alice is just there with a pillow up her stomach, just with all the food from the green room, <laughs> just eating it. I'm like, this is great. I was going to say the exact same thing, Mickey, because it's just, it just so cracks funny. Me and up. all I remember so seeing all this food on the table yeah. while we get changed, and then and I'm like, hey, I know I was came... going to have one of those, but obviously not. She played the tummy bug, wasn't it? It was the tummy, that's it, it was the tummy, tummy bug. That's it, the tummy bug. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. And she and then, literally. And then Emily would just walk on it. by and casually do a massive loud burp on cue. And we'd all be like, congratulations, like obviously silently. And then she'd look very proud of herself and then off she goes. And then, because that was meant to be like Alice's cue for burping, but Alice can't burp on cue. So we'd get someone in the wings to do it. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so moving on to the last question I'll ask you all, and then you are free to go and do your evil deeds as normal. Um, (laughs) What was your favourite ultimate memory from the whole experience, from rehearsals right through to closing night? Um, We'll start with Alicia, please. Um, well, before um, every show, um, it was just like a routine that I used to do. Like Emily, who played Gerda, used to ask me, oh, Alicia, can you, can you, 
French pack my hair and stuff like that. So I used to do that for her for every show. And then Mickey, um, uh, who played Hale, said, oh, can you do my makeup and stuff? Or as well as I used to do my own. And me and Mickey covered ourselves with glitter with so much and glitter. blue and it was the funny funnest <laughs> bit i was like i'm gonna get so many spots but it's worth it you know <laughs> i'm just gonna cover myself with blue glitter all over my face because we had to look like icy and cold and you know <clears throat> that sort of thing so um I, I think that was that was really fun doing but it, do you know what it wasn't fun taking it off no, <laughs> it was a no, nightmare no, taking it off at least i think five wet wipes taking it off it was yeah it went mm. everywhere okay um and how about how about you mickey your favorite ultimate ultimate favorite memory from the whole thing um i think that's tricky because everything was enjoyable even the bits that were a challenge were enjoyable i think putting it into perspective for the world that we're in at the moment that was the last piece of actual theater i got the chance to do i was rehearsing for other things but it obviously has all been cancelled and things are still stuck in the pipeline little filming projects and stuff so this thing that we did um i kind of hold on to it a lot because it's the most purest form that when life was normal for us and it was like when i'm on stage and i'm working with people like that and living in that space i'm i normally feel like the most alive so Mm. i try and hold on to that so i love the whole thing really and the people are lovely yeah they're all right aren't they yeah yeah not so bad yourself (laughs) are you really andy i do all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just like family isn't it really yeah family it is definitely family yeah yeah okay cool um and then finally the same question to to (laughs) our our lovely snow queen um you know i'm just following just what mickey and alicia were saying you know saying that you know the whole thing was just really special you know there, there is no favorite memory i think every memory was special uh because you know it was it was just an amazing project to be part of, you know, like everybody just came together mm. and just did amazingly, you know, it was just lovely to work with people that I worked the previous year. Uh, it was lovely to get to meet, you know, and get to work with people that I didn't work before and everybody just bonded really well. And I think that's just my favorite memory. It's just like everybody just bonded so well and they mm. became friends and it's just like a family. And, and that's pretty special because, you know, like, not every you know every show that you might do that happens so it's just lovely that within unbound that you can have that feeling that you just feel at home and you feel that everybody just is there for the right reasons just love it you know it's just like and it's just everybody's just really friendly 